besties, and welcome back to the Sweet and Sarcastic Podcast. Buckle up for episode two because we'll be hitting a hefty topic, the winter blues. We felt that it was important to touch on this topic because a lot of us struggle during the winter months and not enough people are talking about it. So let's get into it. Personally, I'd like to know the answer to this question. Why do you think so many people struggle with their mental health during the winter months? Because I struggle a lot. Yeah, um, I think a lot of factors play into it. Um, For one, it's cold. So everybody is stuck inside. I feel like there aren't as many opportunities to socialize during the winter. Because, you know, during the summer, everybody's having like cookouts and barbecues and parties and, you know, everybody's inviting people over. It's a very social season. Whereas in the winter, you know, you can't do a lot of outdoor things. Another element to this, too, is like financial struggles. Going back to what I said, there's more social opportunities in the summer. That's because you can go to like a park or a playground or... You know, there's all these outdoor options. You could go hiking or whatever for free. Whereas during the winter, if you don't have the money to go do like indoor things, you're stuck at home pretty much. And I know for me, at least, that lack of social connection really gets me down. Also, you know, because you're not being getting outside as much. You're not getting as much vitamin D from the sun. And we all know that sunlight helps to improve your mood. And in the winter, there really just isn't as much of it. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. All of that is so true. I spent like during the winter months, I spend 99% of my time inside. Mm -hmm. Because I personally don't like to be cold. Like if you want to hang out with me during Like, when it's cold outside, come to my house. Because, one, I love hosting. And, two, it keeps me connected with you because I will not go outside. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will. But, like, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy traveling when it's cold. I don't enjoy leaving my house when it's cold. Mm -hmm. Because for the longest time, like, um, not many of you know this, but my whole life I struggled with, Um, like temperature change. My body had a physical reaction to temperature change, whether it was, it was too hot outside or it was too cold. My body would break out in full body hives. And Mm -hmm. I've been managing that. Like I've found that when I take allergy medicine, I don't break out in hives. So I've been taking allergy medicine instead. Now that is not, that is not a recommendation. That is just what works for me. Um, yeah, consult your doctor. Yes, please consult your doctor before you do this. Um, Mm -hmm. it just, it became really, really hard for me to leave my house at a certain point in my life. And I just kind of adapted to that. And then I had to ask myself, do I actually enjoy the cold? Or am I just worried that I'm going to get hives again? But like, I really just don't like to be cold. (laughs) I think it takes a very special person to like being cold. And I think that if that, if you like that, great. Good for you. My husband's I, one of those weirdos. Right. He'll wear, like, it'll be 
below zero outside and this man is wearing shorts. Like, I, I can't. Right. There are some people who actually enjoy it. And that's great that that works for you. I am not one of those people. And I don't care to be one of those people. Like, you will never see me moving to a cold area. Granted, yes, I live in Pennsylvania where it, the, it, it does. It gets really cold here. But that's mm-hmm. why I'm inside. But being inside really isn't healthy because it does affect my mental health because I'm not around people. And I know, mm-hmm. like, the last episode I said, I'm, like, 99% of the time, like, don't approach me. But, like, it's different when you're trying to stay connected to people that you care about that keep you afloat, basically. Mm-hmm. So what would you say you're currently struggling with, be it mentally or physically? Currently, I would say I feel like right now what I'm struggling with is mentally I'm trying to – this past year I've been, like, giving myself the green light and – working on myself, but trying to stay on a healthy mindset has been fucking horrible because I can't, because I'm not Mm -hmm. nurturing the parts that I need to keep up with the healthy mindset Mm -hmm. because I'm not going outside. So currently I am struggling with that. I'm struggling with connecting with my friends, like, I just had some friends over for brunch the other day and I like lack socialization skills now because we just sat there and ate food and then they went home. Like we didn't do anything. (laughs) We Mm -hmm. really didn't talk about much. Like it was so awkward because I feel like we all just like our people skills just went out the window. Mm -hmm. Being perfectly honest. Um, I talked a lot in the first episode about how I have come a long way and I feel like I'm at a place in my life right now where I'm doing actually like really well. So currently, I mean, it's only, you know, the tail end of January as we're recording this, but I, this is the first winter in a very long time. Now, so far, winter has barely begun that I'm really not feeling a lot of the depression that I would typically start feeling by this time of year. Um, And I, I don't, I don't say that lightly. Like, I don't want you to think that, oh, that's just because you're this outgoing, like force of nature. Like you called me in the first episode, (laughs) you know, it's not because I'm this like unstoppable force or anything. Like I do have struggles. They're just, not rearing their heads right now which is honestly a little surreal for me I mean but that's really great that yeah and I think it's because of everything that you've been doing so far this year like you started the year off right and you actually are sticking to the things that you said you wanted to do like what are some of the things that you're doing to manage actually staying on track yeah so this is gonna sound a little like hippy dippy whatever but for the past couple of years I've been choosing a word to represent the upcoming year 
And this year, my word is consistent. Now, in the past, consistency is always something I have struggled with. You know, I, I get excited about a new idea. I say, you know, everybody's typical New Year's resolution is, oh, I'm going to work out this year. I feel like everyone's. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Um, And that's one that I've gone back to like a a bazillion times. But it's also other things like before this podcast, um, if some of you may have been following me for a while, I used to have a blog and I, I just couldn't stick with it. I'd, I'd get really excited about it and I'd get started and I'd go strong for, I don't know, two, maybe three weeks. I'd say the longest I ever went with it was maybe a month or two max. And then I just, I'd, I'd fall off the wagon. Yeah. Um, so this year my word is consistent and I've just really been leaning in to this idea that consistency and perfection are two different things. True. Literally to be consistent, it all it means is that you're going to show up with whatever capacity you've got. Right. If all you have in you today is to do like a 10 minute, like really low key yoga routine, do that. If you're waking up and you feel like you have more energy, like today I did a 20 minute dance workout and it kicked my butt, but oh my God, did I have fun with it. Basically I'm letting go of that perfectionism mindset. And that's really helped me to stay on top of the commitments I've made to myself. And now since I'm actually keeping up with, you know, the working out five days a week and keeping up with our, this is only episode two, but like, I'm feeling really good. We've, I feel like we've found our groove, our routine, and we're sticking to it. And I think that's what has attributed to my mindset being so clear right now is that I'm actually showing up for the things I said I was going to show up for. Right. Like, I feel like we have been definitely doing a really good job at keeping each other accountable. I feel like you and I have definitely become closer in the last like six months. Like we had a good Mm -hmm. relationship before, but since we started talking about doing the podcast you and I have been kind of not only showing up for ourselves more I feel like we've been showing up for each other more and I think that that's keeping us accountable to show up for ourselves more yeah like we we cheer each other on right and I I think that that for me at least that plays a big part in my mindset like the other day when I called you and I was like listen if I'm gonna do this shit I gotta do it now like and I need your help Mm mm-hmm And you were like, all right, what do you want to do? Yeah. You cheered me on every second of the way and you held me accountable. And my body hates you for it because it hurts. (laughs) Yeah, but you did so good. We worked out together yesterday virtually because like we said in the first episode, we don't live anywhere near each other. But um, we sat on Facebook for or Facebook FaceTime for a good uh, disclaimer. I am not a personal trainer or like. I don't know what I'm doing. I basically just showed her what I do. And we kind of like modified it to together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We kind of modified it to fit what would work for me. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't just 
the workouts like she spent the whole day on the phone with me figuring mm-hmm. out how I wanted to do things a routine that works for me for during the week mm-hmm. during the weekend um I don't think that I would have personally stuck with the consistency granted I've only been doing it for like a couple of days but Hey, everybody starts somewhere. The fact that you've stuck with it these days, because, okay, I'm going to expose you a little bit here, but she's not, (laughs) she's not a very patient person. Oh, no, no, not Um, at all. And she, any bit of like pushback or resistance, she tends to throw in the towel. But I'm really, really proud of how you've showed up for yourself, even though it's only been a couple of days. A couple of days turns into a couple of weeks, which turns into a couple of months, which turns into a lifetime of change that you've made. And I think you are at a beautiful starting point right now. And I am insanely proud of you. Honestly, I'm feeling it today. And (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to work out anymore. (laughs) This is why I said in the first episode that I don't want to. Because like... I, I really don't. I don't want to, but mm-hmm. I know that it's something that I need. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, I just don't want the pain that goes with it. Mm-hmm. Well, like I told you earlier, though, it's going to hurt longer at the beginning, but the more you do it, the more your body will get accustomed to it and it won't hurt as long. Well, and this goes back. You just to... got to stick with it. And this goes back to the patience thing. Where exactly. I want to. <laughs> I know. I know. But I believe in you. You can do it. <sighs> I think my favorite part of that day, though, like if anyone knows me, I thoroughly enjoy routine. Um, I'm bipolar and a saying is bipolar thrives on a routine. So I thoroughly love my routines. I'm very routine oriented. But the other part of that, that I thoroughly enjoyed doing with you that day was helping you come up with some affirmations to overcome your negative thinking so that you can actually commit to showing up. That so one? do you mind do you mind Listen, sharing some of the affirmations? I will. But let me just say that, including the workout session, that was literally the most painful part. Mm-hmm. Because I had to confront, like, some childhood mindsets that were not originally mine. And I had to, like, mm-hmm. come to terms with that. That is a big part, even bigger than actually physically doing the workouts. Like that's the easy part, in my opinion. The hardest part about starting any sort of change is overcoming your own mind telling you that you can't do it. Yeah, which brings us around to, I will share them, the affirmations that I came up with. So I have seven affirmations and I have them on sticky notes on my mirror, like every other stereotypical. Um... I think it's so cute. I love it. <laughs> like, okay. I kind of want to do it to my mirror. Okay. But this, okay. The reason it's cute is because the sticky notes are pink. So shocker. <laughs> my first one is I am working on believing my looks do not define me. I don't even want to touch this one. I haven't (laughs) said them to myself this morning yet, so this will be it for me. Um, (laughs) I am working on believing my looks do not define me. That one was really hard for me because 
for those of you who know me, like I put t- put a lot of pride and I, I take a lot of pride in like the way that I look, you know, how I look when I go out of the house, um, how my hair looks when I get out of the shower. Like I am very detail oriented on how I look and mm-hmm. it was it's very hard for me to separate feeling like I could be me without doing all the little things that I feel like I have to do to look a certain way. Yeah. Which brings me to, I am working on maintaining focus on what is important to me. So they Mm -hmm. go kind of hand in hand where yes, looking a certain way is something that's important to me, but taking it to an unhealthy extent is not okay. Yeah. Like, I have all these little things that I like to do in the morning before I start my day, like making my bed in the morning. I like my bed to look nice and neat. Does it have to? No. Is it important to me? Yeah, kind of. Should I be embarrassed Mm -hmm. by that? No, because I take Mm -hmm. pride in my home looking nice. I feel like a clean house is good for a healthy mindset because I feel like I can't think when things are on the floor. And I really think mm-hmm. that stems from like a childhood thing where I shared mm-hmm. a room with both of my sisters for 11 years and mm-hmm. always a mess. And <laughs> I think that's when I started budding to be like OCD. I think that's when the OCD was like really taking root in me because I don't remember much from those years. I really think my OCD just like blocked it out of my brain because it could not handle it. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is why like (laughs) I literally there's nothing on my floors right now. Right. And that's having a clean house is one thing. But where your focus affirmation comes into play is when you get that bug that you need to like repaint your entire house or rearrange all of your furniture like that's the part that you need to reel your focus back in from I know I do that so much like every time I have friends come over my house looks different every single time because I will move (laughs) around and I'm currently on a kick where I just want to paint and rearrange everything in my house right now so I'm fighting that urge my next affirmation is I am working on trusting what is meant to find me will find me when the time is right. That's one of mine too, actually. (laughs) But it means something completely different for you. (laughs) Yeah. For me, it means I don't need to rush dating. I don't need to rush meeting the love of my life, a person, because they do not complete me. I complete me. Amen. I (laughs) I want that. I want that on a t-shirt. You don't complete me. I complete me. Exactly. (laughs) I love that. And then my next one is I am working on getting out of my own way. I, I really am working on getting out of my own way because there are certain things where I'm like, yeah, I just don't want to, but it's something I actually need to do. Like that's where I draw the line. If it's something I absolutely need to do, I will do it. But if it's something I don't need to do, it's not going to be the end of the world if I don't do it and I don't want to do it then I won't yeah like unless it's absolutely necessary if I don't want to do it I'm not going to do it right like 99% of the time Mm -hmm. um now my command ones I'm gonna I'm gonna save your favorite one for last okay Um, (laughs) 
the first one is just do it. Like that kind of when I'm like getting out of my own way, I'm just like, you know what? Just fucking do it. Just fucking do mm-hmm. it. Uh, the next one is I set the pace for my life. It is not a competition. And this goes to every single person out there. Stop comparing yourself to other people, whether it's your sister mm-hmm. or your brother or your mom or your dad or your friend or your or some random person you follow on social media or a complete stranger. Exactly. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it right now. This is your best friend telling you that you do not need to compare yourself to someone else. What you need mm-hmm. to compare yourself to is your future self. So that or who you were yesterday. No, I think you should compare yourself to your future self, your goal self, because when you do, you're going to figure out what you need to do to get there. Yes. Yes. Okay. Like, I think that is so important. Compare yourself to your future self. Mm -hmm. What do I need to do to get there? Also, don't lose sight of how far you've come. Right. The steps you've taken already to become your future self. You need to focus on the future and the present simultaneously. A little bit at a time. A little Mm -hmm. bit at a time. The past should not ever, 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 ever be in your sights. Unless if you're just admiring who you used to be and who you are now. Right. You should not be nitpicking and judging what you did yesterday. Because you know what? You can't change it. Mm -hmm. You you be proud of yourself that you're doing better today than you did yesterday. Right. Maybe you reflect on what you did. Be like, okay. I wasn't crazy about those things that I did yesterday. This is what I'm going to do differently today. Absolutely. Learn from it. And my last one. Okay. This one was the hardest one. My favorite. This one was so hard for me. I thought it in my head. So I was FaceTiming her and I thought it in my head and she saw the look on my face when it came into my head. And it, I knew it was going to be painful to say out loud. And it's painful to say out loud every single time I say it. It is okay to love myself out loud. Out loud. Out loud. Out loud. Because, listen, I, the way that I grew up, all I remember is a lot of my family members, I'm not going to name which ones, um, would just make me feel really, really bad about myself because I thought that I was pretty. Like I wasn't allowed to feel good about myself around my family. Mm-hmm. And that was so hard. It changed my mindset forever. Like I stopped posting on social media gradually over time. Like I stopped posting pictures of myself. I stopped acting a certain way in front of certain people like I wasn't allowed to feel good about myself and that was really really hard because these were people that were my family and I was heartbroken honestly yeah because I wasn't allowed to love myself because if I did I was vain I was conceited I was Mm-hmm. ugly on the inside for loving myself on the outside it was horrible yeah. yeah and that's not at all the reality you are a beautiful person inside and out and it is okay to acknowledge both of those facts and it's been super super hard because 99 percent of the time when I compliment myself it's a joke I'm kidding like I'm mm-hmm. not being serious 
But there is that 1% that's fighting for dear life. That's like, no, you are. And Mm -hmm. putting all of those together, it's really, really a gut punch. Every time I look at myself in the morning now, I look at myself a little bit different. Yeah. And like I told you, when we were writing these affirmations, the whole point of them, like that thought process, it's always going to be in your head. You know, that is at your core, that's a core memory for you, you know, so that, right. that yeah. I don't want to call it a belief, but that, that pattern of thinking will always be there in some capacity. But what the affirmations do is it makes that voice quieter and your voice where you're loving and accepting yourself, the dominant one. Right. And I, so I started this over the weekend, I think, and mm-hmm. It's winter right now. It's cold as mm-hmm. shit outside. And I'm really struggling with being consistent with it, which is why I have you, Taryn. Mm-hmm. Um, Your personal cheerleader. Yes. <laughs> keep me accountable because this is like quitting an addiction cold turkey because that's really what negative habits are. They're an addiction because eventually they yes. start feeding us in a different way. Mm -hmm. and so I'm starting this in the winter months and it's super hard because this is what I struggle with the most and I'm trying to like cut off that negative way of thinking in the hardest months of the year hoping that when summer rolls around I'm going to be the most confident bitch out there yeah you'll be in your hot girl era exactly so I'm (laughs) prepping for the summer months (laughs) yes Okay, you guys, you can't see because this is a recording, but I am, you might be able to hear it in my voice. I'm literally smiling so hard right now, like ear to ear, like, ah, this is the kind of stuff that fuels my soul. Like, I love to see it. So I was so excited when she called me that day and she was like, can you help me get my life together? I was like, yes, let's do it. (laughs) So excited. So what are some of the ones that you have? Because I don't think we ever really went over the ones that you had when we talked the other day. No, I don't. I was more focused on helping you. So I didn't really share. I didn't really share a lot of mine. Um, So some of mine are the same as yours. I set the pace for my life. It is not a race. Um, That's, I think, one of the first affirmations I ever wrote for myself. And I have struggled a lot in my life with like imposter syndrome and feeling like I'm behind um, or I'm not where I should be at this point in my life. I am 28 years old and I still have never learned to drive. And that is something that has fed this negative thought that I've carried around for me for such a long time that I am not a (laughs) qualified adult. I, when I think about it, it makes me laugh because, you know, when like the Muppets make the Muppet man and they're all stacked on top of each other, pretending to be one person, that is what I feel like (laughs) trying to do adult things. Oh my God. I love the Muppets. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Can I tell you that I got my dad the Muppets DVD set and for Father's Day at one year, years ago, uh-huh. and I stole it from him. Uh-huh. I have it in my living room right now. <laughs> That's amazing. 
<laughs> but no, oh, I do. Dad. I do. I literally, I feel like such an imposter, you know, and it's, and it's crazy that I feel that way too, because I grew up faster than a lot of kids my age did. You know, I was doing things that kids my age didn't really have to do. But because I was doing those things, it stunted my growth in other areas. So now I feel like even though I grew up fast, I'm still somehow behind Yeah, where, you know, other people my age are. So yeah, I set my, I set the pace for my life. It is not a race. Uh, the next one I have is I am not a burden. I need to take a deep breath for this one because you're not. Uh, thank you. Um, I struggle with feeling like I am too much. I am too loud. I talk too fast. I get too excited. And I feel like I'm annoying, like all the time to everybody and everybody wishes I would just shut up and go away. Okay. But to be fair though, you're my best friend. It is your personal (laughs) job to annoy the shit out of me. (laughs) But you don't, so you fail. (laughs) But that's, (laughs) and I, I honestly can't even pinpoint where that belief stems from like i i don't know at what point in my life was i made like i can't pinpoint one specific thing where i was made to feel like i was a burden i i i literally can't even pinpoint where it happened i just know some point in my life that idea got put in my head and it has been there for as long as I can remember. And I am working very hard to turn that around because I know logically that that is not true. But anxiety <laughs> likes to tell me otherwise. That's its favorite thing to do. Lie to us. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, absolutely. So the next one is another one that you actually used. I trust that what is meant for me will find me when the time is right. Um, Now for you, you were talking about it in the terms of like, you don't need a relationship to make you whole. For me, it is more, like I said, going back to that whole feeling like I'm behind in life, feeling like I'm a burden. Um, struggling to be consistent with things like even with like this podcast like we hit technical difficulty after technical difficulty and I think both of us really struggled at times like feeling like this was never going to happen because it felt like the whole world was against us like every time we tried something had to go wrong every single time it was Mm -hmm. Every single time. It was either an editing issue or an uploading issue. It was every little thing that could go wrong went wrong. And I can't tell you how many times either one of us, like, and it was never both of us at the same time, which is super Thank God. (laughs) That we wanted to quit. 
Like, it wasn't ever both of us at the same time. It was either one of us and the other one talked the other down. But, like, there were days where I, like, me personally, where I was like, you know, fuck this shit. I'm not doing it. Like, this is not meant to be. But that goes into just do it. Just post it. Like, letting go of perfectionism. That is why the first episode is janky at the end because Mm -hmm. we got down to it and we were like, you know what? We don't want to delay this anymore. So here it is. It's not perfect, but we're going to roll with it. Yeah. But yeah, so it's really just about trusting that when the time is right, things will start to fall into place. And sometimes things fall into place when it feels like they're falling apart. And I feel like that's really what's kind of happened for us when it comes to this podcast, trying to get it out there. Because the feeling of falling is the same every time. The outcome, however, can be different. Mm -hmm. So my next one is I accept all the good things in my life and believe that I am deserving of all the good that is yet to come. This is another one where I got to take a deep breath because like I said, I feel like I'm a burden. I feel like I'm not a qualified adult. And going along with that, I sometimes feel like the life that I am currently living, um, I am married to an amazing man. I love him with every fiber of my being. We have two beautiful boys. We live in, I'm sorry, I'm going to cry. (laughs) Um, We live in his childhood family home um okay breathe (laughs) life that we live right now is so different than the life I grew up with as a kid um sometimes feel I didn't do anything to deserve this beautiful life that I am so grateful for. Like, all I did was just so happen to fall in love with the right guy who plucked me out of that situation. And now I have this amazing life with his family is amazing. And we have so much support from them. And I'm sorry, I'm crying. Um, Girl, it's good to cry. It's <laughs> you that just shows how grateful you are to have this life. I truly am. Um, But like I said, I I am working on just believing that, you know, it's not just pure coincidence happenstance that I like tripped and fell into this life. Like, I think another reason I'm getting choked up is like, I did have to do a lot of work to get to where I'm at right now. Not that I didn't always appreciate my life, but that like, you know, I've been in therapy for, oh gosh, maybe three years now, consistently. No, no, my youngest is five. So more like four years. Um, Because I started going to therapy consistently shortly after he was born. Um, So I have done a lot of work on just reframing my mindset and like, truly like, leaning into this life that I have. Um, So this affirmation is mostly just to like, bring me back to reality. Like, no, you didn't just luck into your life. You did a lot of the work too. You did. So anyway, 
<laughs> Anyways. <laughs> that, was, that was a rough one. Anyway. That was a rough one. Okay, so my next one is needing a break does not make me a failure. Uh, this one, again, goes back to the idea of consistency versus perfection, right? So striving to be perfect, you feel like if you have to take a break or if you have to slow down, it kind of, it makes you frustrated and you're like, well, what's the point of even continuing doing this because, you know, I missed this one day. So now I ruined the entire thing versus being consistent is being able to take that break when you need it and know that you can always come back to it tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Needing a break does not make me a failure. Um, I have two more. Next one is my words are authentic and resonate with the people who need to hear them. AKA me. (laughs) (laughs) And hopefully, hopefully some of you listening too. Um, One of this goes back to the idea of that imposter syndrome again, plaguing my, my mindset. Um, One of my biggest hurdles with trying to put this podcast out and Savannah will attest to this, you know, Mm -hmm. that I have struggled a lot with feeling like what is the point of even trying to do this? Like no one cares what I have to say. No one's going to want to listen to this. No one's going to want to listen to me talk about my affirmations. Like why would they care? And you know, you know what I say to that? Um, Do you remember in our first episode, one of the questions was what what did you want to be when you grew up? Like, what career Mm -hmm. path did you want? And you wanted to be Mm -hmm. a teacher. But personally, you teach me how to be a better person every day. Like, you taught me how to do the affirmations. You taught me how to do, like, you keep me accountable and you teach me every day. And I think that you're doing pretty damn good. (laughs) Thank you. I, sorry, that, that kind of threw me off a little bit, but I appreciate that. I really do. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm working on, you know, believing that my words matter. My voice matters. And that's what and I mean. It does. I can make a difference, even if it's just for one person. And if the only difference I'm making is in your life, like that's enough for me. But hopefully some of you listening, this helps you too. Alrighty, so my last one is I am making time for what is important to me. Uh, That one goes back to kind of like being consistent, but also like really just my routines. Um, Right before I started, I did a, a fitness challenge and that's really what attributed to my consistency with, you know, working out consistently so far this year. Um, And one of the things I struggled with the most at the beginning of that challenge was feeling like I had no time, feeling like I couldn't fit it in, still have room for all of the other things that I also wanted to do in a day. Like, I'll never forget the the first time I told Savannah, like, hey, can we push back? starting to work on the podcast because I really want to get my workout in. It was a little tense. (laughs) It it was a little tense. (laughs) She never, never actually mad at me that I wanted to work on her, maybe like a split second, but it wasn't even mad at me. It was more like that 
tense feeling of change like oh oh no like how is this gonna work I think it goes back to me not really having patience like that's this is what I'm talking about like you taught me how to have like you taught me how to have like at least a little bit of patience because I've been trying to remain like calm with the process of this like it it really didn't get to me until the very end of this process but yeah when she told me that she wanted to push back starting the podcast I guess I was I was more this is what really kind of pushed me to have a routine because I needed something to do to fill my time I needed a good healthy habit that I could put in place to fill that time because I was just sitting there watching TV waiting for you to be done and it was really starting to affect my mental health because I started getting really Mm. bored and laying in bed all day was just like not ideal. It was. Can we just appreciate the stark difference where you were struggling with you had too much time and I was panicking like where the heck am I going to fit all of this into my life? (laughs) Like we were in totally separate lanes (laughs) yeah but we made it work we did we did like I said that's where a lot of that initial tension came from I don't even to this day I don't think we've ever really fought about anything but there have been throughout this process of getting this podcast out there have been a lot of moments where our friendship has been tested but in all the best ways like it's really proven that we respect and and have like true love for each other because like I said you weren't frustrated that I was taking care of myself you were actually happy for me you were more frustrated that it conflicted with what you thought you needed to do right or no it Mm -hmm. wasn't even what I thought I needed to do it was what I wanted to do because what I wanted to do was Mm -hmm. just be on the phone with you but you were doing your own thing and I needed to just get over myself, get out of my own way, and mm-hmm. just do it. Yeah. It's, it's been just, a wild ride for sure. It, it really <laughs> has been. It blows my mind because I've, like, honestly, lately I've been looking back at our friendship, even just last year compared, mm-hmm. like, the beginning of last year compared to, like, now. I just, like, who needs a soulmate? Like, <laughs> soulmates do not have to mean romantic true you could find your soulmate in a best friend although we all know that you think I'm hot you are you are (laughs) (laughs) that's not what we were talking about because I've got I've got Trey I'm good yeah (laughs) yeah you guys suck (laughs) you love it I do I I love that like we can have special moments where like they're not Honestly, they're all special, but like last night yeah. we were on the phone and we were talking about potential guy candidates for me. <laughs> and yeah. literally I I I texted Trey sent me like a Snapchat the other day and it was of him and a friend and I was like, "Please tell me he's single." <laughs> I texted him back. I was like, "Please." And he was like, "Nope." And then we it came up in conversation last night and Trey says, oh, and by the way, you are his type. And I was like, you know what? 
I don't need to hear this yeah, shit. No, she did. She hung up on us. I did. I was like, you know what? I don't need to hear this. I don't need. I don't need this. I was like, good night. Go to bed. I I love that you know he's as much a part of this as as you know we are because I think out of everybody in my life I mean I have a lot of people who've been really excited about this podcast and really supportive of us you know getting it out there but I truly think he has been our number one fan like from the moment we had the idea like six months ago to do a podcast he's been pretty great (laughs) he is pretty great (laughs) you're all pretty great I'm pretty great like are you listening we we got a good thing going here exactly (laughs) We got a good group. And you know what? Since we're all besties now and we care about you, here are some loving reminders you can take with you. Stay hydrated and fuel your body. So even if you just drink one cup of water and eat one balanced meal, like you did good, give yourself a gold star. (laughs) Sticker charts. I highly recommend them. Yes. Do it. Do it. (laughs) I don't care how old you are. Get some stickers that you vibe with. I don't care how old you are. Just do it. <laughs> um, get out of bed, even if it's just to go like sit on the couch or like I'm sitting at my desk. That was the biggest thing that I was struggling with was getting out of my bed because mm-hmm. I mean, like I just nothing, get up. Right. Because I had nothing to do. And that's why I made something to do. <laughs> and it mm-hmm. gave me motivation to get out of my bed. Yeah. Be kind to yourself let yourself rest. Don't judge yourself. You know, those are pretty self-explanatory. Just treat yourself the way you would treat your best friend. Oh yeah. I say this to you all the time. She does. She gets on me anytime I'm getting down on myself. She's like, well, would you be mad at me for that? And I'm like, no. And she's like, okay, then knock it off. (laughs) Like that literally that goes for all of you. Like, would you hold those same standards to someone else? If the answer is no, then you're expecting too much of yourself. Yeah, and you need to chill the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) Ask for help. Lean on your people. If you don't have people, where are your people now? Like, for real. I am the Mm -hmm. worst. I'm not one to talk, though, because I have the worst. And that was the biggest hurdle to get over when I asked her for help. I asked her to help me do these things. And Mm -hmm. I was able to focus with her kind of snapping me back be like hey we're doing this here's something (laughs) tiny look over here Mm -hmm. we're doing this (laughs) whatever works for you lean on Mm -hmm. your people ask them for help but be careful who you're asking for help because you Mm -hmm. like don't go and put yourself in a situation where you're asking someone for help that expects something in return Mm -hmm. or someone who's going to throw it back in your face right don't do that if you yeah, if you feel like you don't have a person like that, I I mean this sincerely. Reach out to us. Our inbox is always always open. If we have the time, we will chat with you if you need a friend. Cuz we're besties. That's what we do now. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thanks for listening. We love you guys so so much. And be sure to grab yourself some water and a snack. And come back for next week's episode for a Valentine's special. Eat your heart out. Bye, besties. Bye, besties.